Hey, this is Ross Payton with Rule Playing Public Radio. Uh, today we're playing Termination Shock, a sci-fi RPG uh, by Greg Stolze. And uh, this uh, particular episode is going to be called Everyone Wants to Be Mr. Stabs. Uh, uh, fish fear him, women want him, uh, everyone wants to be him. So, um, yeah, which is one of the names of one of our player characters. And, um, yeah. That's what I come up with, but I, but I wish I had. <laughs> it's a good name. Uh, so, yeah, Tom is going to be playing that. We'll, we'll find out who these people are in a second. Uh, Greg, do you want to explain? a little bit about termination shock uh termination shock is my new uh well not all that new anymore but it's a science fiction role-playing game the premise (laughs) is that a lot of people in the earth solar system availed themselves of technologies to make their brains bigger uh and make themselves more smarter uh using a my my version of hand wavium subwaves uh they also created super intelligent subwave robots, subwave based robots that rebelled and tried to kill everybody in order to build more subwave robots. And in the middle of this, a group of aliens came into the solar system unexpectedly, came to Mars and the asteroid belt, which is where the unmodified people lived who weren't able to avail themselves of these technologies and basically said, get in the ship. If you want to live, the big kill bot push is coming. And so after this, after getting out of the termination, uh, beyond the termination shock of the soul system, what they find out is, Oh yeah, your solar system is weird. Less than 1% of space has these deformations in it where subwaves work weird, and that's why your robots and your ex-humans were able to get so smart. If they ever leave your solar system, they will lose their cognitive abilities. Out here, though, we can use proper subwaves for faster-than-light, Ansible-enabled cell phone uh, communication. And so the alien rescuers were really just sort of a disorganized constellation of do-gooders who thought, oh, you know, it would be a shame if natural humanity was wiped out of the universe. They have interesting culture. Uh, and But they had very poor planning for what to do after the rescue because it was all very rushed. And so the default setting is ignorant human refugees trying to make their way in a very cosmopolitan cosmos full of aliens where the post-scarcity economics are not evenly distributed. And so for, uh, you know, to that end, the characters we've got set up here are uh, the Dimka family, uh, which is... You've got the patriarch, Mukisa, who was actually born on Earth in oh. way <laughs> back in 1990. Hello, I'm very old. <laughs> uh, and, I find, and I find it utterly fascinating. Yes. Mr. Stabs is an a, was an alien who helped rescue them. Uh, a convention with names of non-humans is that everything is done through translation software. So when you introduce yourself to an alien, you would say, oh, hello, my name is Ross Payton. And they would give you an alien name. So it would be like, 
oh yeah, that's runs with podcasters. And <laughs> anytime a an alien met you, you'd say, Hi, I'm Ross, but they'd hear, Hi, I'm runs with podcasters. <laughs> This is how Mr. Stabs came to be known as Mr. Stabs. He is a pred alien. They are about the size of a medium-sized dog, but they're from a much heavier gravity world. Uh, They are dense little bundles of violent instincts, and they have this uh, blade mounted in the center of their chests that has a separate cerebral lobe devoted solely to stabbing so if you get too close they may have to roll to resist their instincts before they gut you literally before they think about it before they give you the bad hug (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) it's like oh sorry that's my stabbing brain yep uh and there are ways the easiest way around this is if you have they also shoot webs and if they have, if you have some of their webs on you, they won't, the, the stabbing brain will be like, oh, that's low priority. It's already entangled. And so it's much easier to not stab something that has been webbed. So if I'm freaking out, I just go, please don't take this personally. <laughs> and web. <laughs> uh, so then let's see the other characters we've got. Uh, there are the twins, uh, Reveni and John. Uh, who are the children of Barry and Melek. Uh Melek, n- none of you are quite sure how Melek got a spaceship. There was some interaction where she talked to the ship's previous owner and he just apparently gave it to her. So no one's sure what's going on with that. Uh, you know, clearly it it's not like she had anything he particularly wanted, uh, and and you know he is just a convention because the previous owner was a non-sexualized alien but yeah she got a ship for her family uh which is her her hu- husband Barry and her kids uh John and Reveni and Reveni is the the kids are twins mm-hmm. Reveni is everybody's favorite she is the mechanic on the ship and John is sort of the, I don't know, John, what what would you say? I'm doing my best. Um, <laughs> there it is, folks. You need passion. Passion, John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I patch everybody up together. They'll, they'll like me then, right? If you've got a sucking chest wound for Mr. Stabs, I can, I can help with that. <laughs> yeah, the actual the actual character write up is that he has the medic permission, basically because he's you know paid attention and his mother has been teaching him how to do this, and he carries the first aid kit because it has mm-hmm. a really cool satchel. <laughs> I think the, the write up actually contains the phrase "Nobody will be more surprised than you that you actually know what you're doing." <laughs> yeah, and so, so how- the. The final member of the party is Rollout, who is an artificial intelligence. Um, The way that works is Rollout is their ship, the Far Reacher. It is artificially intelligent, but it can bifurcate its uh, personality and attention. And in fact, 
very greatly prefers to be in two places at once. It's really only comfortable when it's in two places, but not more than two, but not less than two. And so the three possible places it can exist in consciousness are one as the ship itself, two as the ship's shuttle, or three as this human-scaled probe that looks like a birthing ball and has a uh, you got you have a couple clouds of nano manipulating particles, right? Yes, uh, which I guess we can use to communicate. <laughs> yeah, oh, you can talk, you can project of uh, uh, more one, but uh, I've I, I've been obviously referred to as uh, the, uh, rolling yoga at some point by uh, <laughs> John or the others. So, and I've I've been told that I uh, need to be able to. Uh, participate in daily calisthenics to keep the crew up, which I need them to do because ultimately this, this planet looks good, but we, I, I would prefer them to continue finding more planets. Uh, cause I'm, I'm not meant to be grounded. I, I just can't be, I cannot be grounded to one, one spheres gravity. That is wrong. All right. And so the situation as we, you know, open the curtain on this game, is that you are in orbit, or the Far Reacher is in orbit around the ambitiously named planet of Dimka's world. Uh, Barry and Melek went down to explore and, you know, literally plant a flag on a habitable planet. Uh, everyone else stayed up top. The planet uh, is, you know, it's in a pretty obscure back area of space. But according to, you had one highly sophisticated one-use probe that you bombed the planet with. And it came back with atmosphere is an oxygen-nitrogen mix that is healthy for preds like Mr. Stabs and humans like... Barry, Melek, Mukisa, John, and Reveni. It roll out. Yeah, you, you don't care. You don't breathe. <laughs> I I just need I just need coolant flu- fluids, and I'm happy with that. So yeah. you, you take so, your oxygen exchange as needed. So you literally ask like, "That's great. Let's breathe." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Barry and Melek went down to explore. Uh, they had a four wheeled vehicle in the shuttle with them. They call it the truck, uh, sensibly enough. It -hmm. looks sort of like a pickup truck, you suppose. And they drove off, and they have not come back. And it has been long enough that it's it's concerning. Uh, Yeah. Barry is the kind of guy who now and again will get distracted by something shiny and just charge off after it, ignoring everything else, but not Melek. Melek was sort of the the sensible one. Mm-hmm. And more disturbing, they're not answering their ansibles. Every one of you has an ansible, which is basically think of it as a space agnostic uh, cell phone. You can literally contact anyone in the cosmos who has an Ansible. How many minutes do we get every month? <laughs> Hello. Um, I keep telling you pricing is not an option here. 
It's more or less just the network that's time that you take up, which they can be quite angry about if necessary. Yeah, I guess this joke only really lands in capitalist societies, which... Uh... <laughs> I literally don't understand what you're saying, but please tell me more. Yeah. It's been outlawed in several solar systems. <laughs> okay, Look. so there used to be this commercial on TV where there was a guy who would say, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Good. And, uh, well, we moved past those minutes a long time ago. Humanity has evolved past the need for minutes. Well, wait, well, no, no, I, I, tell me, did, did, was he heard? This is important. Yes, he was constantly walking, and then he switched providers from one to the other, probably for some economic reason. Or maybe just a deep anxiety, even though he he was assured his technology worked, he was forever convinced that it wouldn't. Uh, Perhaps a a madness uh, from environmental pollution, perhaps? I don't know. Something to think about. But uh, There's there's so many layers here. Yeah. Um, Although, wait, are we are we in orbit or we have we landed on the surface? You are in orbit and you only have one shuttle. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, if rollout chooses to inhabit the shuttle, he can bring it back, refuel it, and y'all can go back down. Okay. Um. Yeah. Do we? Can we? uh, uh, I assume we can get satellite images, or like we can just um, no. Okay. From there are the there are no satellites. I mean, you've you've surveyed it from orbit, yeah. and you've got a pretty good map based on the probe you sent down. It went in this shallow descending orbit and kind of took pictures of everything before augering in and you know setting down fairly gently, exploding into a cloud of much smaller scanning material that spread out cheap, fast, out-of-control style, and beamed back a bunch of uh, hot stream of data until it all ran out of battery power. So, yeah, uh, you want to hear the little text box about Dimka's world? Uh, Sure. Uh, Absolutely, yes. So Dimka's world is not great. It does not have very much metal. Uh, Corrosive pseudofungi are very commonplace. But... Humans can breathe there without filters or bubbles. There's no fauna. And eventually, if you work at it, you could probably get a terraformed dome up with very little issue. The gravity is better than Mars, where you're from. Its orbit is a very fat oval, so seasonal variance is mild. About 90% of the planet is underwater. But there are these very large wet plains Mm -hmm. where it's water... But the depth is, you know, just a few inches or up to five feet. So those those are common. Uh, and then there's deeper ocean adjacent to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very smooth, so it's probably very tectonically stable. It's got thick atmosphere and five moons, so you've got a lot of protection against meteor impacts. Again. Uh, with that atmosphere, it's it's you're going to be safer from solar flares than you were on Mars for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the moons has an okay agglomeration of iron and nickel. The rest of them, again, it's just crap. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, the atmosphere non toxic to humans, though there are some pretty complex long chain polymers floating around. Um, with the information that the probe sent back, does it actually relay any minerals or possible changes in the magnetic uh, fields that would block transmission from the ANSIs? 
Ansibles are Ansibles. don't get blocked by little things like electromagnetic phenomena. Okay, so there's as far as we tell, there's nothing that could have shut off the signal on the planet. I mean, Barry and Mellick could have shut off the signal, but and you know there are Ansible dead zones. Earth was one, but it's not common to. You're not sure if it's even possible to artificially make one. And usually Ansible dead zones are huge. You know, they're measured in parsecs. So having a planet where you can go from one place where you can use the Ansible in one place and then in another place you can't, that's not a a common phenomenon. That's not a phenomenon that anyone has has cataloged. Okay. So like either the planet is you can use it or you can't. And they've used it before, like when they landed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you rollout ha- is in Ansible contact with the shuttle, and the shuttle okay. is fine. I mean, it it better be fine because you're going to need to bring it back up here if you guys want to do anything other than just abandon your relatives. <laughs> no, we we will. Uh, yeah, well, could you could you bring the shuttle back? Sh- we should we should probably go and uh, they might have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the, uh, can the truck survive uh, accidental? Falling into the deep ocean part? Define survive. Um, Uh, Passenger still alive? Sure. Maybe. (laughs) Probably. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, we should probably... You should probably get the shuttle back. We should probably... They may have fallen into a hole. And uh, they might be unconscious. I don't know. They might be getting eaten by a Gru. Yeah, there's any number (laughs) of... I mean, it's an uncharted planet. Yeah. No, uh, I can absolutely take a look at that. Although, um, since uh, I am in contact with it, can I check with the systems first to make sure that it's uh, that there aren't any of the there has been contact with the corrosive fungus that might have damaged the shuttle? There's contact with corrosive fungus, but not anything that would cause immediate catastrophic damage. It's like it's like the levels around where the shuttle is now it's roughly like if it had landed in a big puddle of vinegar okay oh, okay <laughs> so it's going to take a long time to take care of yeah. that so, all right in no in a couple decades your your shuttle body might be damaged by this but right now you just perceive it as a mild itch okay so as long as i'm concerned with that so uh no i will uh check i will go ahead and i guess split myself off uh one other way to make sure that i can bring the shuttle back okay in in one condition do i need to make a roll to go ahead and see if i can pilot it successfully back to the uh far reacher it's easy uh i mean we are not going to have much of an adventure if y'all don't get down to the planet (laughs) it would be churlish of me to make you roll for that well, shell just blew up trying to land this. <laughs> I, I, I accept your challenge. Oh no! Damn it! That's the the fifth arm I've lost this week. Wait, now you will have to roll to land it. Um, and yeah, who's okay? And how are you dividing your consciousness? Uh, at least for the ascent, I am going to go ahead and uh abandon my physical body, the the rolly body. Um. Uh, mm-hmm for the moment so I can at least have full concentration while bringing it back up. 
And right. uh, is there an alter? Is there an a uh, auxiliary system that can take care of most of the far reachers systems? If I decide to dis- disengage from it, yeah. Uh, if okay. you are in rollout and the shuttle, the far reacher is just asleep. Okay. okay. So it is possible that even when you are inhabiting the far reacher, someone could make you do things with it that you do not choose to do. There is still a steering wheel and it, you know, the default is you and the pilot cooperate, but it is possible for the pilot to just shut you out, put you in a coma and run your body like a sled. Elon Musk so, didn't, which... design, didn't design this spaceship. There's actual <laughs> buttons that we can press. <laughs> but thankfully, I've been—I've given you the benefit of the doubt in showing you that I'm not going to fling you into a star, since I—that would swiftly end my own existence as well. So that's like having you aboard is actually a pleasure for the most part, and I would like to see that continue. All right. uh, but yeah. All right. You know, I will go ahead, uh, bring up the shuttle, assess for repairs, and then load up everyone. Yeah, it's going to take a little while to get it back up and refuel it. Uh, If someone else wants to use the, uh, you know, to go over the scanner data and try and do comparisons and contrasts and figure out what it actually means, you can give me a roll. Sure, I will uh, give give that a shot. I believe in you, Grandpa. Back Ooh. in my day, back in my day, we could operate these scanners ourselves. But I only got a total of seven, so I'm going to assume I don't learn squat. Ah, uh, no, you you learn partial squat. You are 100 percent sure you've located their previous landings. 99 percent sure. Uh, it is clearly one of the easiest and safest touchdown and liftoff spots on the planet. So hmm. there it is. You can. Uh, you can you are very confident that if rollout became uh uh incapacitated let us say you would still be able <laughs> to navigate to the landing spot great so this shuttle only goes you know it lands and it goes to space it's not one of the fancy kind that you can fly around like an airplane so you're going to need to land it, and then y'all are walking. So, so more of just a glorified dropship, then? Uh, you know, dropship at a ship, drop and lift off ship, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> what do you, man, what do you want? Um, <laughs> you want a sports car in space? Is that what it is? Why no, don't we, we have, have the fantastic car. <laughs> oh, that thing crashes all the time. No, no. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so yes, rollout brings the shuttle back. Uh, you all pack up the gear that's listed on your character sheets and get in, strap in. Uh, is rollout going to land? Uh, I think Mister Stabs has the pilot permission too. I do. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. I, How well, are you guys doing that? Well, since the uh, yeah, since the elder Dimka is on board, uh, a crash landing would most certainly put him in danger. So I'm not going to trust anyone but myself. Thank you, Mister Stabs. I'm quite confident in your ability to 
fly this shuttle as opposed to this machine. Hmm. I mean, it's like the machine is our friend, but I says, but do not worry. I will, like, you will, like, you will, you will stay alive. I promise you. You realize yeah, the machine yeah. is all around you, and I'm aware of my own uh, own movements more keenly than you are. Yes, so- yes, and you are aware that my wife and two sons were killed in front of me by machines. So that is enough of that. Wow. Yeah, the people from Mars are pretty traumatized by AIs and robots. Uh, it wasn't just one of these very basic, oh, yeah, we're just going to kill you, throw you in the hopper, and repurpose your mass. The killbots, they played with their food. We'll just put it that way. Oh, yeah. no. So everyone has a little bit of trauma, but, uh, you know, they have overcome it to greater or lesser extents. In Mukisa's case, it's a bit of a lesser extent. <laughs> All right. So, but Mr. Stabs is is landing this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me a roll. Because some weather has kicked Oof. up. It oh, is. my. Wow. <laughs> well, there we go. I think somebody's going to have to take over. <laughs> that was a five, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 As you're coming in, you the weather kicks up, and it's pretty sudden. It is a rough landing if you want to get back to that spot. Uh, everybody on board takes two points of physical exhaustion. So, okay. You know, you've got different hit point tracks, as you can see. There's intellectual, social, and physical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Physical is when you get hurt or tired. If you just, if it's just exhaustion, you mark it with a single, mark the box with a single slash. If it's injury, you mark it with an X. Uh, you know, borrowed that from the world of darkness. You've all seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Are there, is it like an all or nothing thing or are there like when you hit this percentage of marks or this number of marks, you, you get a penalty or something? Uh, the way it works is when your boxes fill up with uh, either exhaustion or a mixture of exhaustion and injury, you take a minor consequence of my choice. Mm-hmm. And when they are all filled up with injury, you take a major consequence of my choice. There are fail safes that allow you to pick the consequence instead of having the GM pick it. Um, mm. So intellectual hit points keep track of how well you can apply critical thinking and not get fooled or bamboozled or misled. Uh, physical hit points, they're pretty straightforward. Um, so even if they all fill up with injury, death is only one option. I could just maim you. Aw, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, who, yeah, I'm only probably going to kill you if it would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear the prosthetics are lovely this time of year, so uh, I, I can't can... wait. Yeah, I can't wait to get maimed. Um, you, you, know. you can get some dope-ass prosthetics in this setting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so for this right now, because you said they were taking the physical right now, would I take that as well on uh, just oh, yeah. in lieu of the shuttle? Okay. Oh, you take it to you take it to the shuttle body, and you take it also to the squishy ball body. Okay. So it's just kind of sharing right now. With that all right? Ow. 
And okay, John, you're you know looking out the the viewport. This thing mm-hmm. has actual tangible viewpoints as you're shaking and you know kind of slamming around and wondering, oh, am I going to die trying to rescue my mom and dad? Well, I guess that's at least badass. And you see <laughs> out on the ocean, way off in the side, something enormous, and it's colored like a parrot and a uh and a peacock exploding blown up in a uh a copper and cobalt and nickel ex- detonation it's just every color but then you're in a cloud of more normal water and then you hit the ground really pretty hard and everyone's jaws clank oof so yeah um- uh, does anyone see that? Anyone? Anyone? No. Anyone see the the enormous thing off the off the off the port bow? Listen, my senses are currently recalibrating, so I'll have to review the Starboard? footage if I can think about that. Port? I think port. Yeah, port. Um, I'm more focused on my teeth right now, John. Has your mother been teaching you about dentistry? I yeah, I can. <laughs> do, do you need some new teeth? We can grow no, you some teeth. No, I am fine for now. But yeah, skid over to Mukisa. Like, oh my, I, I am so. Sorry. Are you all right? Are you injured? Are you in any way not complete? <laughs> I am. I am fine, Mister Stabs. Like, oh, I, I have no excuse. That that was that was not my best. I'm. I am so sorry. I think that's wildly apparent. You shut up. I- there, you literally crashed me into a planet, so no, I shall not. I I think there's megafauna on their planet. I, I, well, I, I recall day. seeing something out the side of the window, but there were some turbulence, so my eyes were not straight. Yeah, your your camera connections were getting shaken, and the cameras themselves were moving around on their gimbals, and there was a... It, it's, yeah, it was a mess. But hey, you're down largely... At the last location that you took off from. <sighs> Woo. Well, I mean, any, any landing you can walk away from, right? Yes, let's is, walk away. Well, it's, it's not necessarily <laughs> ideal. Ideally, you would be able to walk away in perfect comfort. <laughs> um, okay, we're, well, remember, we, we still need to find a mom and dad. So we should probably just like get out and look around for, for clues. Yeah, that's it. Clues. Evidence. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah, and and uh, rollout is the is it's the shuttle okay? Can it take off again, or do we need to repair it? Oh yeah, the shuttle. The shuttle is quite robust. It will not suffer a meaningful diminued diminution of function until it is full of exhaustion and has at least one point of injury. Okay. So right oh. now it's just two point. How how many? How many physical hit points does uh, Rollout have? Uh, eight. You're fine. You're only a quarter tired. <laughs> easy. We, uh, this, easy. Wait, uh, Reveni up on the main ship, or is she down here with us as well? That's a good question. I would like to ask her to stay up on the Far Reacher. Is that okay? So Mukisa asks, asks her to stay. Yes. All right. She is. She is not doked about that. 
<laughs> you know, doesn't doesn't want to be left all alone on the spaceship. Uh, but she is not gonna go into extreme argument mode with you. She's she's not going to try and like play on your feelings and mess with your social hit points. Okay. Uh can she fly the ship or no? Nope. Oh, okay. Um but rollout can. I yes, I I am aware of of that, but uh I wanted to have someone up there to bring the ship down if we needed it but if she can't fly then i don't think there's a reason for her to be up there by herself then the far reacher can't land okay it does not have landing gear it has a shuttle right okay sure we could i'm sure we could smash it into the ground and park it somehow okay to be fair it could land once yeah but it's not designed to ever fly again after landing Okay. So on second thought, let's have her come down because she's good with mechanics in the event that anything breaks like like the the truck. So half of rollout is alone in orbit. All right. Good thing thing he can't go crazy for being lonely. (laughs) Good. You have no... You have no actual psychological diagnosis of me, so... No, I'm simply I'm simply saying it as a way of saying I hope that doesn't happen because then we would have a problem. See, now you're oh. making me a nervous flyer. Who, well, we're on who the could ever now. imagine a a good story about a spaceship <laughs> that goes crazy and does bad stuff to the people on it? That's so uh, 2001. Hello, <laughs> I've literally never heard of that happening. What are you talking? Is this an Earth thing? Please tell me. Um. Okay, let, let, let's take this outside at least. I, I'm going to go outside and start looking around. By the uh, way, roll out. You have totally heard of that happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, Artificial data. intelligences are at least as prone to aberrant thought patterns as biological intelligences. You'd like to think that you're better, but sometimes you just have, you know, an extra go to 10 uh, line. You wake up really? from the nightmares where you see a two. Yep. Well, and <laughs> yes. consider this. R- did Rollout even tell them that it could crash safely, knowing that if you crash, you will never fly again. You will be trapped in one place for the rest of your existence. So, yes, I actually do that. That was part of the general safety briefing, but I was also made sure that they were given ample information to figure out a, the proper ways to keep us in orbit without crashing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so okay, so Revenue's with you, and yeah, you can... Pre-flight check-in. All right, so you get out. Um, all of you have a spacesuit. The question is, are you going to keep them on? Well, Rollout doesn't have a spacesuit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you keeping them on or are you taking them off? And keep in mind that you have been breathing the same air for months. To humans, the interior of the Far Reacher now smells like a zoo. It is awful. And in the spacesuits, it is like that, but much more concentrated. It's it's like... If you take every breath through your own armpit after working out, <laughs> like does it like uh, 
do I, is this a thing that I noticed too? You, it's different for you. Preds don't have a sense of taste or smelling, but you have these breathing slits and they itch because of the impurities in the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, I'll tell, I'll, I'm basically, I'm, I'm going to have this space suit, uh, in the shuttle, uh, so I can go and get it, put it on if I need to, because I feel, are the spacesuits like waterproof? Like, I mean, are, can, can we, can we use them to dive if we need to? Yeah, and you can put the spacesuit on and just flip the helmet open and okay. inhale oh, sweet, yeah, sweet fresh air. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that then, because, uh, yeah, that okay. air. Um, but yeah, I'm going to look around for oh. truck tracks. Oh, but, first, we have to rhapsodize a little bit about how good <laughs> this planet smells. <laughs> oh my god, you have never smelled anything that smells as good as Dimka's world. Consider. The situation of someone born on Mars where all the atmosphere is reprocessed except for maybe a few terraformed places that smell like dust. Like if you stood in the desert and inhaled hard through your nose. And now for the first time, you are like, it's like walking through the woods in the spring in the Pacific Northwest. And there are these smells like uh, y- you don't even have words for what fresh vegetation smells like. If you had taken any intellectual damage, you would be able to repair it just from smelling this. Oh, give me that good, good. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is nice. Maybe we should uh, set up like a. I don't know, a base or something here? Well, I mean, you are planning, well, you are considering making this planet your home. That's why you've named it after yourself. (laughs) Though, of course, some people in your party are less less happy about that. Um, Mukisa, what are you doing breathing-wise? I am am breathing deeply and uh, remembering my early life back on Earth before the atmosphere became too polluted yes. to not have, to not require some sort of uh breathing apparatus for for assistance. This is uh, not like Africa, but it is closer to your childhood in Africa than anything you've experienced as an adult. Please be yeah. please be wary of microbes and ger- and uh and germs and, and germs. They they could be dangerous here too. Mm, yes, but- yes. The scans say this is safe for now. Yeah, it's there's not a lot of trans species disease vectoring. Uh there is nothing that can make a human sick that will make a pred sick. Uh for the same reason that you I that you can't eat the same foods and if a pred ate a human, he wouldn't you'd just cough it all back up uh unprocessed. There are fundamental genetic differences so i'm not worried i mean i'm not worried about myself getting sick i'm worried about you know the the (laughs) most important person on this trip getting sick okay um hey mr stabs beat a tn10 oh and are you taking are you you know opening your helmet and you know yeah i am okay give me that tn10 what will tom roll easy okay there we go yeah, you get there. Everyone else 
is sort of mucking around and sinking in an inch, but you have iron bones and are from a high G world, so you weigh you're dense. You weigh a lot for your for your size. And so when you get in, you sink a little bit deeper than everyone else does. So, but you 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 know, you um, can keep your it, probably what you do is just sling a piece of web up onto the side of the shuttle and pull yourself up. Yeah, it's like be mindful of the ground. Please. Oh. Mhm. You doing okay there, Mr. Sabs? Like, oh yes, oh yes, most comfortable, most comfortable indeed. Just, uh, but if anyone finds themselves sinking, please scream out in fear, as you do. Uh-huh. Am I spinning like out? At- on Earth? Yeah, you are not, it, you have the opposite, rollout has the opposite problems, <laughs> but for the most part, uh, you know, you're heavy enough that you can sink through the, like, one or two inches of water and, you know, sort of spin. It's like when you're on uh, you know, on slush and you gun the engine and it spits up behind, but then you get moving. Mm-hmm. You're doing that now and again. So, yeah, I'll just make you guys roll stuff whenever I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Any, Thank you. Anytime, anytime I get bored, you make it stuck. <laughs> That's fair. Um, do I see any of the truck tracks? Uh, give this is John. Mm-hmm. Give me a roll, and you've got a uh, you've got those fancy ass goggles, right? Uh, I th- didn't see that, but let me check again. It's uh, on your equipment list. Oh yeah, I do have goggles. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Give me. Uh. Give me a roll. Uh, 12. Okay, that is easy, easily enough to mm-hmm. spot the tracks in the muck under the water. Uh, y- and you can see it's way off that away. And as you, now that you've sat down, you can see way the hell out to the east, out in the ocean, there, you, you got, the rest of you can see what John was talking about. It is like... A thunderstorm as drawn by Lisa Frank. It is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Glorious rainbows. It's amazing. That thing is clearly a mile tall, two miles wide. Every color you can imagine just blending and whirling and occasionally getting lit up by lightning. It's it's the kind of thing that Barry would have been very, very interested in. What? That appears to be the brightest hurricane I've ever seen. What? What? What is that? That's I don't know, but let's hope your father didn't fly off like a kite trying to figure it out. Well, uh, it's not where the pickup tracks are pointed. Okay, yeah, the, the the pickup tracks are going that way. Is that like the opposite direction or like off to the side? Off to the side. Okay. Also, well, you must you must be, you must be wary of your mental state. So please, only positive thoughts on what might have happened. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure. Do you guys excellent? Think, there you go. Let, yeah. Let's get a consensus. Did Reveni take off her helmet? Uh, take off my helmet. I imagine my twin would. Okay. Yeah. Same with if, oh, if I did as well. Okay. So yeah, if if Reveni's not in question, 
just assume that she's off on her own looking at her ansible and, and poking at it like a millennial with a cell phone. That would be easy. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Uh, is she, she playing ansible games? Yeah. You don't know. She is very private about whatever it is she's doing on there. All right. Mm-hmm. So you are following the pickup row, uh, mm-hmm. uh, tracks, which are submerged, but not hard to see. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll point them out to the others and be like, well, let's... And yeah, roll out. You're like, oh yeah, that's the direction they went. And uh, yep, so you have just this long ass walk and you walk and you walk and then you walk and then for a change of pace, you walk. Um, Roll out. Give me a roll. Yes. Can do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you get stuck but you're able to just float. Yeah. At one point you're kind of mucked up, but you just like, Oh, okay. If I just relax here, I'll float and lift out. And then I can very gradually get back to where there's more traction. Uh, Mr. Stabs. Yes. Give me that TN 10. <laughs> hey. hey, Greg, in the event that uh, there's a tie on our runt dice, um, mm-hmm. wh- how do we decide uh, which is the runt? You get to pick. Okay. Because that might determine whether you can activate a failsafe or not. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Can I call that I'll All call right. that eleven? Yeah. Oh, you're you're just bounding along through here. You know, you can you've gotten you're like Wesley in the Princess Bride. You can spot the lightning sand. You're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> um and let's see. Yeah, and the humans are are doing okay, except for Mukisa, because you are pretty freaking old. Yeah, I, give me a roll, I'm, Mukisa. Tell me what you do. Uh, let's see, that'd be a fourteen. Uh, I'm I'm seventy wow. years old, but I'm trucking it through. Yeah, you just swamp. beat it. You're just you're running on spite and you know, probably some hardwired biological imperative to preserve your last offspring. And you're just like, (laughs) and, uh, you know, so you got that on the one hand. And on the other hand, this air is like booze. This air feels good in your lungs. You can't remember. It's, it's like making you feel young again. It's, Mm -hmm. It's making you feel like you felt when you were 50. It's amazing. Yep. It's uh, been, all right. It's been 30 years since I've breathed actual real air, and I am yeah. just breathing as much of it as I can. <laughs> Every <laughs> breath is a gift. All right. And what you guys can see after a fairly long trudge is it looks like it's a forest. And you knew there were, well, forests, jungle collection of super ferns it's a large patch of something that's a vegetable cognate and you're getting close to the forest's edge and you can see the trail going into that but once it gets there you're going to need another roll okay uh is the storm pretty stationary storm's Uh, way off behind you yeah it seems to be staying out at sea okay Though it could make landfall at any second. Awesome. Uh, Everything is awesome. 
Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, we're you know we're, we're we're fine. Everything's fine. They just got they they just got so focused. They they forgot all about us. That's that's why. I'm sure their ansibles yeah. are. Maybe they maybe their ansibles just ran out of battery. No, I'm sure that's possible. We're all fine. We're all fine. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I will of course continue to find the uh, fall. Pick up the trail in the forest with my goggles, uh, and I got a ten a or ten. another eleven. Sorry, actually. Okay. You find the pickup. All right. Inside uh, are both ansibles. They have been switched off. Uh, uh, oh, There's, we have the truck. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. There is also one helmet. Uh. Hmm. Can I tell who it is, whose it is, or is it fairly generic? It's uh, it's easy to tell whose it is because it has Barry's name on it. Oh, he's giving me half these gray hairs, and he's going to give me the rest of these gray hairs. Are are the gray hairs a sign of something bad? The gray hairs, as you do not know because you lack any, are from extreme bouts of stress. Mike, uh, oh yeah, you need to de-stress immediately, or all the hair is going to go white. Does it go back once the stress is relieved? Unfortunately, no. Like, who designed you? <laughs> that is an age-old question that many have talked and died to trying to prove. Like, well, I, I would try to give you some comfort, but I'm not good at that. So I'm just going to say, uh, think positively, everything will be fine. I did hear that most biological societies usually believe that it's, their species were formed by committee. Or at least that's the joke that I continue to hear. Mm. Mm. Um. Just the uh, the truck itself. Does it look like it's still functional, or did it just get yeah. stuck in? It's um, fine. Is there any recording equipment too for uh, it's like a, a black box equipment or cameras that would have recorded the trip? Nope. I we mean, they might have. They might have turned on the cameras on their spacesuits, but usually they don't. And if they did, that information would be with their spacesuits. Or being relayed through their ansibles, which are here, switched off. Mm-hmm. Are they able to switch on the ansibles? Like they didn't, they you didn't can. Like, run out of battery or anything like that? Battery's fine. Okay. According to the ansible readout, uh, 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 what's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Melix has a full, tr- has a 99% charge. And uh, Barry's is at a 50% charge, so it will run out of energy in 416 Earth days. Oh, plenty of time. It's fine. I want this technology now. (laughs) Everyone wants this technology now. It's like (laughs) Mr. Stabs. Right now. Uh, um, uh, have Have they recorded anything on the phones recently or anything that we can see? No, not even a selfie. Hmm. I, I imagine there's like a hail of text messages and missed call reports from us trying to get a hold of them. Once you turn the pack on, yup. All right. So, yeah, you can, you, you can turn those back on. You can start up the pickup. It sparks right up. And Okay. Um, is the forest dense enough that we can continue to drive the pickup in, in here? Or Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah. You can weave it in between the bigger super ferns, mm-hmm. and most of them you can just you know trample down. 
Well, I will look for tracks first uh, for footprints to see if where uh, if they walked off somewhere. If they they're you know, I don't know how visible they are, but let's let's find out. Uh, Fifteen. Oh, that you got the eyes like a hawk. Uh, but in this case, it's not the eyes, but your nose that alerts you. You smell a kind of it. It's like a cinnamony smoke. And squinting off in the direction upwind, you can see a little thin trail of smoke off in the distance. Okay. Um, well, there's there's smoke in the distance. That's that's a sign. They they may have set a fire for some reason. Well, let's what? follow our nose, John. Yeah. Um, well, we might as well take the truck there. Um, I'll, here, I'll, I'll I'll pilot it. Uh, everyone, everyone, get in. Um, I'm sure this will be yes. fine. Yeah, get in, get in. Mind the blade. Oh wait, no, you're <laughs> actually. I, I, you're well. Maybe roll out. Do you want to pilot the truck? Roll out. Can, well, roll out probably can. Any of you can pilot okay. the truck. It's uh, not okay. like piloting a spaceship. Okay. And Mr. Stabs would probably be safer in the back cab. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'll be. I'll, that's where I'll be. Okay. Well, then I will pilot the truck. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be in the front seat because you're still. Yeah. You said you haven't gotten your official Earth driver's license yet, or Martian yeah. driver's license. It's not. No one's. What? Okay, Granddad. Sure. Seven yeah. And two o'clock. Uh huh. Yep. Those are real things. Sure. <laughs> yep. Studying I, for the Olympus Mon ID is important. Uh huh. Yep. I vaguely remember why you would call them ten o'clock and two o'clock at positions. You just say like you know thirty degrees and two. 300 degrees it's it's fine but no all right here we go all right um so yeah you're driving along a rollout mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where are your consciousnesses uh currently they are split between the shuttle and the uh and this body right now so okay i'll uh because we're overseeing yeah. repairs just to make sure that we can still lift off so the ship ups the the ship up in the upper atmosphere is in sleep mode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are aware that two aliens are guardedly approaching the shuttle. Ooh, this is it. There, uh, do I do I have any external cameras or anything that I can see to uh, look at them? External cameras. Okay, so I was not sure if it was just a sensor package. Uh, what do they look like? Um, you know these types of aliens. They're called sleeves. Uh, picture a giant worm about the size of a minivan or between the side. They they range from the size of a Cooper Mini up through a minivan. Oh, God. Yeah, there are two of these. Um, One unusually large, but not like weirdly large. Just like meeting a 6'2 dude. And one kind of small, like meeting a 5'1 dude. So there's the big one and the little one. <laughs> uh, the okay. way they communicate is they are the, the, the out, their bodies are covered with uh, tentacles that are bioluminescent. So they can change the colors uh, that their tentacles are glowing. And they basically form letters on themselves. They are a species where the written and spoken word are basically the same thing. 
Okay. So if I were to, uh, so uh, do, uh, do they have audio processors? Could they actually uh, uh, understand? Okay. Uh, they are certainly not native to this planet. They are a developed species. If they're here, they probably came here on a spaceship that they drove. Uh, that or they're the cave manified descendants of sleeves that crashed here long ago. You don't know. But you can certainly communicate with them from the shuttle. Yep. I am well, gonna... well, I'm a xenologist. So I. I, I you don't know uh, they're there unless yeah i have i haven't told anybody just yet but i will go ahead um we have some uh visitors near the shuttle so they appear to be sleeves yeah hmm. um sleeves are a uh, sleeves occasionally exhibit an emotional bias against preds because of that whole thing where their first contact with an alien species was Preds trying to invade their planet. Oh, okay. So I, I tucked behind the sea like, uh, someone else, would someone like to take the, take the uh, reins here? This might not be a good. <laughs> uh, well, I will speak to them since but I that, need to. But that was long ago. Like, well, yes, but I don't know. But if, I don't know if they hold grudges. Then I'll well, I'll leave it out that you are with us at the moment too, but we'll just see what we're here for. I have faith um, in you. I have faith in you. We're not so, so please, different, yeah. Mr. Stabs. We're not so <laughs> different after all. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, but I'll activate the uh, I guess the loudspeakers in the call, or if they have individual comms, just going. Uh, to both leaves. Per, that's like approaching the shuttle. This is the primary artificial intelligence for. That's uh, uh, for the far reacher. Uh, a a human-based exploration ship. Can you please tell us who you are and what your intentions are? Uh, they are coming closer. Um, so the way sleeves move, they have two ways they move. They either roll sideways, or the the reason they're named sleeves is they can turn themselves inside out. They're like a <laughs> continuous... What's the word I'm looking for? Imagine a stretched out donut shape with the donut hole going all the way through and it can turn. Have you ever... Like a, a Mobius strip? No, more or... like a water weenie, if you know what one yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh a, uh, um, a Taurus, I think, or... Yes. Uh, yes. Well, an elongated Taurus. Or okay. a sleeve torn off of a garment and you could turn it inside out and then reach through it and turn it inside out again. <laughs> they're like that only made of giant flesh giant <laughs> glowing flesh great mm -hmm. cool um do they seem to be responding to are they responding at all other than just uh, yeah, the, they the... they come up closer and the big one is they're flashing at you in sleeve which you a language in which you're fluent right <laughs> yes so it looks like since i have the translator envoy diplomat yeah. options yeah. So yeah, you know their dialect and everything. Um you you could even understand their oh what do you call it? Their slang and their colloquialisms. Ooh. And what they're saying is who are you? Uh as I mentioned before, we are a that's like this is the dropship for an exploration vehicle that is currently that's like surveying this planet. So we, if this is, if there is a claim already staked right now, we are happy to 
that's like we only have to leave, but we would just need to take our uh, obtain our that's uh, like crew members before we leave. If you that's uh, like we come here in peace, we have no that's uh, like we have no particular concerns with conquest or conflict. We would like to leave this planet. Flashes the little one. How long have you been here? Uh, it flashes something that's the equivalent of two Earth years. So, did you crash here? Or are there any other crew members of your ship? How many crew members would you be needing to take? Um, so, well, I ap- I apologize not to seem inhospitable, but we, that's like, we would need more information before we answer that. They are now touching the shuttle. Uh, I guess <laughs> a little bit. Um, please remove your not so, uh Please uh, remove any kind of uh, appendages from the shuttle at this time, as this is current current property of uh, it's like of the Far Reacher, and will not take any other passengers other than the registered crew. But we are in need. We require you to remove us from this planet. We have been stranded here for a long time. It is the situation is untenable. Um, if you can, that's like maintain a respectful boundary and tell us and explain your situation. I can describe that to the current crew and they can, we can make an informed decision. Are you representatives of any governing body or organized constellation of individuals? So, um, and I'm assuming by or- uh, constellation of individuals would be like a, a species government. So, and you're just gonna say no? We're just, uh, we're just a gang. Okay, uh, it's, I'll just say uh, we are an independent explore. Uh, it's an exploratory vehicle. Okay, the, and they sort of squirm off by each other and sort of press up so that they can flash at each other without you being able to see the lights. <laughs> mm. Ooh. So I will actually communicate this back. I'm communicating everything back and just giving a real time for every the rest of the crew. Uh, but silently, I say to them, "I'm concerned that they may want to steal the shuttle, and I may want to prep an, a brief launch just to get them out, uh, get it out of the way." Oh, are you willing to kill these dudes? I oh, do not want. Is is rollout willing to fry them like throwing a couple crickets on a barbecue? Because that's what a launch would do. That is an absolute last resort, but I am having to play that uh, option as I am. I'm not certain what their needs are. All but right. I'm in the meantime. The rest of you are coming up on a dimly guttering but extremely smoky fire, and. You know, as you're getting close, you see two figures stand up and start waving. And they're waving their arms over their heads. Is it Both of them have... Uh, well, one of them has his helmet off, the other has her helmet open, and it's... Your parents! In, unless you're Mukisa, in which case it's... Yeah. Your, your son and his wife. Or unless you're Mr. Stabs and Rollout, in which case it's, you know, those, it's, he- it's my, those people. Yeah. It's the it's, people you came down to find. And... It's, the other, it's the other humans. Yeah. Yes. Totally not saying it like the other white meat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, humans are indigestible. Oh, oh that, that's, that's nice. 
Thank God. Um, <laughs> the potted meat of the universe. Um, God. Well, indigestible, indigestible to Mr. Stabs and to Sleeves uh, as well. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Um, You're so, not sure about whether scavs could dissolve you with their body acids and derive nutrients from the resulting goo. They're really good at that. You know what? I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Um, I, I don't. Presumably, I don't, presumably yeah. by this side time, some scab has yeah. tried it on a human, but you oh, just sure. you yeah. don't know what the results are. But yeah, you've rolled up, and there, there they are. It's Barry and Melick, and they are sure happy to see the truck. And you guys, and hey, they, they well, rush out and are hugging their kids. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you say to them? Hey, oh, I'm dead. Come on, let, let, let's get out of here. Um, uh, apparently, there's a couple of sleeves who want to get off the planet. We should, we, we should get back to the shuttle to go talk to them. Okay, yeah, yeah, we we just, we couldn't find the truck. You um, and you left your ansibles behind. Well, and your helmet sent. behind. And it, John, uh, uh, or Barry just looks at you and he's like, he puts his hand on your shoulder and he's like, Son, sometimes when you're a couple, a man and a woman, a husband and wife, there are times you want privacy. Oh, you don't want oh, to have your kids. Oh, it, yeah. You'll understand no, when you're I, older. You could have just you could have taken them with you and turned them off. I'm actually just about like it's like no, it's like no, like what are you talking about? No, don't no, don't. You're referring uh, to sexual relations. No, uh, oh I see I see. La 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 Wyatt, la. you or I'm gonna punch you like a beach ball. Um, I think you've already proven that doesn't stop any of this. Well, it's okay. I've seen many vids that indicate human sexual intercourse. It's uh, weird. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Let's stop talking about that subject now, and uh, get in the truck and and drive. We had there's some there's some stranded uh, uh, sleeves, stranded sleeves. Um. That need. Okay, yeah. Pressure. So yeah. you have been running around with your. Uh, with your helmets off too, says your mother. I mean, the sensor said the air was breathable. Yeah. Um. Oh, you've got your kit here. Let me show you something. Okay. And she starts, you know, as as your client, you two climb in. The, it it's one of like one of those double cab pickups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, all it's really missing is the the Texas Longhorns on the front. Uh, <laughs> and so she is, you know, has you breathe into the little breath scanner tube and it's scanning you and she's like okay yeah look so it feels really great to have the helmet off right yeah Yeah. well so here's how much dopamine your brain would normally be producing you remember what dopamine does right yeah Makes, makes you feel good and so shows you you know the normal dopamine level and here's your dopamine level after all, the, after several hours of exertion on the planet, uh-huh. it's like now here's my dopamine level, and she blew at it. Boom! So she's like, "Yeah." So what we think is happening is that there's a psychoactive mold or something around here. 
The uh, other thing, do you remember how you got to the truck? We walked. Do you remember that? Or are you just sure that's what happened? And as she says that, you're like, oh, yeah, it does kind of. You remember getting out and then roll out spun. And then was there a jungle? It was. Yeah. And you have this. And you realize that the reason you're feeling extremely tired is that most of the last several hours are a fog. And you can see that the sun is off on the horizon and it's sinking pretty low. But you're like, it was it was way up high not too long ago when we left the shuttle like 15 minutes ago. That can't be right. But it was it wasn't that long ago. What? Yeah. So you see how we lost track of time. Oh, well, we should should probably put my helmet on, huh? Yeah, she says. Okay. Uh, We may need to see if they are. That's like you have to should have to need to flush out any particular spores out of your uh, respiratory system. Well, we can do that in the med bay up on the ship. Uh, yeah. It's a great, it's a nice planet, but uh, if this mold is persistent and not, uh, you know, something we can filter out, the inability to form long, to transfer things from short-term to long-term memory could be a real issue going forward. Oh. Roll up. Oh, dear. So those sleeves have been here for two years, allegedly? Yeah. Yeah, and but their biology is different. Mr. Stabs can remember, you know, it's not, he doesn't have like photographic memory. That's not a species trait, but he remembers the journey here in as much detail as he remembers uh, any series of recent hours. Hmm. Of course, his brain is a Taurus and has three lobes. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's one of those biological differences, like his his bones being made of uh, um, hemocritic iron. Okay, well, yeah, um, well, like I, it's not weird. I don't know why you respond like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess weird is relative. I mean, now that that that's a valid point, Mister Stabs. Um, we, we, your dad, your dad's like, there could be a market for this. I and mean, yeah. I mean, it feels really good. Sure. And uh, Kenya laughs and laughs, and she's like, you're suggesting that we become interstellar drug peddlers. That's so (laughs) Barry. Well, it's not the worst idea. I mean, (laughs) it probably would be a lucrative business, but that would probably make us outlaws in several systems. Eh, There's not a whole lot of what you would call laws. Uh, you know, the question is, uh, you know, can you think of any bad outcomes that might result from introducing a spore that prevents memories from going from short term to long term memory? It's yeah, there, there, there's not a whole lot. of Well, there are a few, you know, for medical procedures that you don't want to remember you had to go through. Mm. You might want that, but other than that, 
you know, what your understanding of history from movies and true crime podcasts suggests <laughs> that there are mainly negative, negative applications for memory clogging drugs. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, we can discuss all this. Let, let, I mean, I'm sure you took some samples. Well, let's just get some quick samples and we can analyze it on the ship. Oh, yeah. I got samples all over the place. Um, yeah, let, let's just get out back at the shuttle. Exhale into this vial. Yeah. <laughs> we got sample. We got samples for days. Yeah, let, let's have this conversation in the yeah, truck. Yeah, uh, back. Did, uh, um, Ross, do you have a rim shot sound effect that you can splice in? So. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be making I'm, note. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, you know, throughout. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, back at. Um, roll out. Give me a roll. Beat a ten. Beat a ten. Okay. Hopefully, I can beat a ten. I'm believing oh. here. Thank you. <laughs> That's gonna be oh, a nine. Close. Yeah. So close. You don't know what is happening to the sleeves. They were side by side and kind of. And then suddenly they sort of start their their tentacles started intertwining and they started reorienting till they were end to end. And then some piece of machinery that one of them was holding inside its body, which is a thing they do, kind of came out the back. And then the other one like rolls away and is like splashing water on the first and flashing uh, you know, no, it's not safe here. It's not safe here. We're in danger. We could get trapped. And the other one sort of backs up and sucks its piece of machinery back inside itself. And then they both roll over to you. And uh, instead of interacting with you, they are attempting to access your uh, cybernetic core. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, it's not great. Does the shuttle have any kind of defenses on it, or for, or actually, in this case, this, I guess it would be a uh, this would be a, an opposed role to see, uh, to to oppose their access. Yes. Okay. They, what what is protecting the shuttle? That would be you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, time to send a feedback loop if I can. All right. All right. Let's see how they do. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid the... they rolled super well and you get what? Okay, let's see. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Ross Dicebot is not cooperating. Dicebot wants it. blood tonight. Cool ass Dicebot Dice wants robot blood. Yep. <laughs> blood for the blood god. Mm hmm. All right, let me see what happens here. Da, 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 okay. Here. All right. Uh yeah. They you are your consciousness is now in the ship and in rollout. Oh, so I've been forced out of the They have successfully booted you from the shuttle. <laughs> Just uh so the sphere shakes a little bit. I'm no longer in control of the shuttle. This is a, uh, it's like this is a problem. The other t- uh, it's like the tours uh the sleeves are attempting to board. 
and they may already have control over the ship. You can see you've now gotten through the uh, the jungle and you are tearing across the plains. You can also see the storm way the hell off in the distance, but that's pretty much just backdrop at this point because I assume your biggest concern is not getting stranded like these two uh, amoral glowworms. <laughs> oh, uh, I feel I very feel I very much want to stab them badly. All right, so yeah, you guys are barreling up in the truck, and uh, all right, uh, what is your plan? Are you just charging in? Who's at the wheel? Um. I'll I mean, drive. Yeah. All right. Oh, Mukisa's going to drive? I would have thought he might want to get out that object that he acquired. Oh, well, yes. I Someone else I drive. Can, I will pull I out drive. my molecular like, debugger. Like, like, drive with extreme assertiveness. Yeah. All right. So who's driving then? Uh, I'll be driving. Okay. So, yeah, you are... You know what the Debonder's range... The Debonder is a pretty sweet piece of kit. Um, (laughs) And yeah, you guys are barreling up. You can see that they are on the outside continuing to tinker. Uh, They are trying, uh, probably trying to hack the door lock. What do y'all do? Uh, I'm going to do a sick, uh, 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 like, spin, you know, like, uh, 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 like Tokyo Drift kind of into uh, so that uh, uh, Mukasa has the best possible shot on them. Uh, okay. And stop the truck so that you know he has a stable shot. So yeah. Um, All right. Uh, and and Mukisa, are you shooting them? Um, I'm gonna dial the gun back to injury, not uh, <laughs> the regular setting. So, okay. Well, it'll it'll still peel off. They don't have any armor, so it won't do that. But okay. I'm trying to remember, what does the Molecular Debonder do? So the Molecular Debonder permanently removes armor equal to the lowest die in my roll. Then it does injury equal to the lowest die. Then it permanently removes one physical HP from the target. Okay. So yeah, you can do the thing where you don't burn out a chunk of their body, if you wish. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, put, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll dial it back and just do a warning shot of of sorts. A a warning shot that oh, no. will merely. Oh, what you you got a five? <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. What I'm gonna let you do is because John is trying to set you up for the sweetest possible shot. John, <laughs> roll your harmony, and you can give that to Mukisa. Okay. And my harmony is the D10, so let's... This could work. Yeah, let's let's find out. Uh, All they're doing is dodging, which means that instead of having to beat their roll, you have to beat a 12. All right, I added... Which you not. Yeah. All right, so you just fire, and it sizzles through the the water beside them because you're being pretty careful not to take a piece out of the shuttle uh what are the, uh, and you know they are now taking uh you know they have moved behind the shuttle for uh for cover and one of them 
a, they are extruding what look like the barrels of weapons through the apertures that are facing you. And they're flashing at you. Stay back, aliens. This shuttle is ours now. Uh, Mr. Stabs. Yes. Do you is that a metaphorical kind of stab or is that a literal kind of stab? You've you've seen Mr. Stabs go to town. Okay. Well he John, he I'm parted out a killbot in hand to hand combat. <laughs> I'm, just look, I'm just gonna like just close your eyes, child. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got what the plasma thing on your spacesuit, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Mr. Stabs is doing... You could try and pull the uh, truck around and squish one of them up against the uh, the shuttle. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, that'll get, that'll get Mr. Mr. Stabs really close, too. So I don't see what's wrong... Well, I don't see what's wrong with this idea. It's a lovely are, idea. Are you going against the big one or the little one? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ram the big one because he's a bigger target. Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me a roll. They are shooting at you. Or actually, seeing Mr. Stabs in there. There, one of them's shooting at Mr. Stabs. One of them's shooting at Mukisa. Okay. Wow, their luck just ran out. All right. Uh, so who got the highest pair of dice? Um, I got a ten to to ram one with the truck. Okay, and that was the big one? Yep. Yep, that will work, but does anyone have a result higher than an 8? Mukisa, you're shooting. What'd you get? Oh, sorry, I thought Mr. Stab was doing something. Uh, let's see here. You you all roll at once, and then whoever oh, okay. has the highest roll acts first. I had a 9 on my shoot. Okay. And Stabs? I got an 8. Okay, so it's John got a 10. All right, so the way this plays out is that you spin around and plow into this thing. Um, what was... All right, so with a truck... <laughs> This is yeah. I'm I'm gonna say it does uh, like adds to injury. So you squeeze him pretty good, but he's big. He's not as big as the truck, but he's big. All right. So that was result ten. Someone had a nine. Yes, that was me. Uh, my runt die was one. So okay, one damage, I guess. All right. Uh, yep. And you were at which one were you aiming at? Uh, which one is tinkering with the ship? The small one. They or the both were. One? Oh, okay. Um, let's go the small one. Okay. So yeah, zap, and one of its tentacles explodes, which is basically what molecular debonders do. Uh, and then stabs. You got a nine. Eight. Oh, an eight. Okay. Uh, so you can only attack the big one. That was my plan. Okay. Um, the, you go at it, and what does, uh, what's the write-up on your plasma blade, Dealy? It is, not, see I, how... don't, I don't see it, I don't see it on here. It's, it gears the combat spacesuit. 
Oh, wait, here we go. Switched on, you decrease uh, armor by the amount on your lowest die, then do that much injury. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you... And what was your runt die? Two. Oof. So, yeah, you just hop off this guy and... Uh, but as you're doing this, the other one, like, curls around and fires an, uh, a bolt of lightning, basically, at you. Uh, so you take a point of exhaustion to your intellectual HP, and you take a point of physical injury. Oh, but you've got, ar- your spacesuit's got armor, right? Yeah. So you don't take any physical injury, but you take a point of intellectual, uh, exhaustion, and you take a minus one harmony penalty, because you've been lightninged. And when your bones are made of metal, lightning is not good for you. Do I go flying? <laughs> off? Do I go flying off? No, you just you just got shocked. All right, loud like ear, like yeah, I guess guessing an ear piercing screech. Roll out. <laughs> you're seeing all this violence, and you're going to have to take a point of uh, let's see, is it intellectual or social damage that you take when you disobey your pacifistic commands? Let me look it up. But yeah, you know, you're designed to be a peaceful being, and this is not a peaceful scene. And you are, to some extent, contributing, un- albeit unwillingly, to it. Uh, is it yeah, a core command? Yep, it's a core command. Uh, you take a point of exhaustion to intellectual HP. At least that's what it says on its yep. dossier. Yep. There you go. Yeah, this is this is not what you were <laughs> built for. Oh no. You are you are not okay with this scene. Um so okay, what are you doing? You guys going to continue to press the attack? The the big one is oozing and steaming. Uh there Mr. Stabs got through the outside and can now see the inside. It's he's <laughs> He has created a hole through both layers of its exteriors. It's layers upon layers. And yeah, it's it's flashing a lot of stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, what are you guys doing? Um, I up the dial. <laughs> so, I don't want them to... Is the smaller one still trying to get in, or has it been effectively dealt oh, with? No, they have been well distracted from their attempt to their attempt to get in by you know attempted vehicular homicide and a little death cricket jumping on them, stabbing them <laughs> with little plasma enhanced weaponry. Okay, yeah, figure so out. They are no lot. Uh, the little one is going to continue to try and shoot you. The big one is. Uh, flashing something and your ansibles are translating it as I surrender. I'm just desperate to get off this terrible soggy rock. Please don't hurt me anymore. Please, please stop. I surrender. I'm willing to, I'm willing to, I'm willing to accept it. Roll away from the ship. (laughs) Drop your weapons. All right. Um, so yeah, John, give me a uh, 
Give me a roll to command it to drop its weapons. Okay. Uh, uh, Lukisa, were you still shooting? Uh, you said the small one's still trying to shoot at me, right? The small one is. Then... Well, no, the small one is still trying to shoot Mr. Stabs. Oh. Because yeah. ra- it's it's a rich combination, combination of <laughs> racism and just saw him poke a hole in my mate. So there's really... There's really no part of the little one that is inclined to give Stabs the benefit of the doubt at this point. But There's a lot going on. There's yeah. a lot going on. Uh, I will <laughs> attempt to shoot at it. Okay, with so you're still, shooting with, the little one. With still on injury. I don't want to hit the ship. Okay, or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you sh- Nope. With a molecular debonder, aka a disintegrator ray, you still might damage the ship. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, I can. I think it's but hit my it's fail you know safe. it'll probably it'll probably still fly. You could you've got Reveny who is uh, huddled in the back seat whimpering. She can probably uh, repair any damage. She's got her kit. She's got her tools. So my my failsafe is mullish, which is if I fail a die roll and my harmony die is my lowest, I can immediately try to do the thing. Oh, oh, it's it's if I my next roll would yeah. Would that's only that's only yeah. if you fail. I rolled, <laughs> well, my total is a four, so yeah, oh, you oh, failed, oh. you missed. That's yeah, your shit. That shot is gonna hit that storm way off in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Uh, roll out. What are you doing? You could. Um, so what I'm going to do is since I I can't really just yell over them. Uh, that I'm going to go ahead and tr- I, I'm going to take. You don't a... have to yell. You have a little hologram projector. You could flash up a sign that says "Surrender, Dorothy. We will murder." You. Okay, I didn't know that too. So I will. I since I do I did I, I get can't the control from... Mister Stabs when he gets like this. Please <laughs> surrender. I don't want to have to see that again. Oh no! I will bring up another one saying he's not gonna stop until you you're surrendered. Your friend wants to stop. Please stop. Okay. Please and please. The thing about the great thing about panicked uh, negotiations with sleeves is that because they communicate impulses of light, you can actually get like a whole paragraph of argumentation broadcast to them in the time that it takes humans relying on sounds to say something like drop the rod or I'll kill you. Yeah. I figure I have my display is basically doing the, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the full light display from third encounters at, at high speed, just going, stop that, please stop it. No. All right. Give me a roll. All right. Hopefully this will be going since I have a a plus diplomat on my, on my permission. So like, please, that just Let's lets work with you this. do it. Okay. Just <laughs> you you would need a full a fail safe or an exploit. What you would need uh, would be an exploit to amplify the effect oh, of, okay. of a success. Or a fail safe to mitigate the result of a failure, possibly to the point of letting you re-roll. Okay. But okay. okay. Did any of you get anything better than an I, eleven? Uh, are you rolling again? Uh, this this is for... Let me see if I've got what everyone's doing right. John is yelling surrender and his Ansible is translating it. Mm-hmm. 
Mr. Stabs, you were going to continue gouging. Well, I mean, uh, I would like to, like, you know, to jump on and then, like, have, you know, have it pointed, you know, essentially, like, doing, like, just a twitch is all it's going to take for me to do something very bad to you if you don't knock it off. Oh, make an aggro check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What what's the difficult to, difficulty to to resist going aggro on someone who's a real jerk? Known pain in the ass. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> how, about uh, a how, about a how about a fourteen? Uh, okay, target number. Yeah, fourteen. All right, so you are able to you are able to hold back your four prong. You're literally your other limb, the web hook has come down and grabbed it by the back and your uh the chelicerae around your mouth are holding it, but it's like jerking at it. I said, so, okay. I'm doing it. it's the my species equivalent of like I like I want to kill you so badly I can barely contain myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, give your uh, roll your harmony die and uh Co- cooperate with John because yeah you you do make him want to surrender the 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 moisture in the atmosphere is sending little act, uh, actinic crackles off the plasma spheres embedded on the blade okay so um, it, it's alarming yeah no uh well i rolled a 10 on my surrender uh get them to surrender check okay um, which yeah. one of those dice was the harmony die the seven. The highest. The seven. Yeah, that was uh, the highest. Okay. Uh Mr. Stabs, can you you know My what's your harmony die is in ten. Did you roll a ten? I did not roll the ten. No, it actually was. Like uh oh, oh yeah, yeah, I did. Well I mean are you talking about it's a one. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's all a rich broth. It's and what did you, your result, John's result was a 10. Yeah. The big one coughs up its gun. It's You can see the tentacles on the inside just hand over hand, ex, uh, you know, expelling this thing and it falls into the, the ground. But nobody got anything higher than an 11, huh? No, I had a six on mine. Okay. Uh Unfortunately, the little one before is not persuaded and uh, shoots Mr. Stabs for three points of injury and three intellectual hit points. Oh, it's only two points of injury, again, because of your armored spacesuit. But that really hurts. I'm well, yeah. Look, we don't want to uh, kill you, please. All right. Stop. Um, all right. On I, next... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the next round, it sees its partner spit the gun out, and it's flashing stuff, just give up, just give up. And it takes a couple rolls away and starts flashing at you, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you the gun if you promise to take us to an inhabited system. Yeah, I mean, that that's fine, right? Right, Grandpa? Hmm. Well, it, why I are you, just wanted why are you story asking first. Grandpa? What? Well, I, I assume, I mean... Yeah, Melek says, that sounds fine. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, her, she's got her Ansible and is like, we accept your surrender once you give us the gun. And it says, 
you will keep the pred away from us? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hope that I hope they do surrender. Because at this point, I got like that music from Kill Bill going on in my head. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can climb off the big one if you want. It it it's pretty bashed up. Of yeah. course, you're pretty bashed up too, and you're gonna take a minus what minus three to your. Uh... Oh wait, just a standard minus one harmony, because you're still all electrically jangled. Uh, so it spits its gun out. You back off, and they allow roll out access to the uh, the shuttle again. Okay. So uh, I will go ahead and take a, men- a point of mental exhaustion just to split myself three ways because I do not want to be split up <laughs> un- unaware on any of the ships right now. It's so unpleasant. But yeah, the the ship in orbit is fine. You've got a great view of that crazy thing going on in the uh, in the ocean. You're, the sensors on the ship are fine, but not the best. I mean, you Ugh. can tell... You can tell there's a thermal buildup. And now you also, looking and knowing that there's a crashed spaceship somewhere near here, yeah, you can see it. Okay. So, so does it probably uh, their ship. And just silly question, but uh, given what we can put break out on sensors, does it look like it's concurrent with the time frame that they've given us, that they've been here for years? And yeah, it a couple looks- years? There is nothing you can see in that crater that is inconsistent with spaceship crash here two years ago. Okay, good. So, uh, and as we're, you know, loading it up right now, I'll say through the roller body, just uh, if you had waited half a second, uh, a certain amount of time for our primary crew to come back, we've been happy to discuss this with you. And they're just, you know, they're flashing at you. We couldn't take that chance. We have been here too long. So we're well, sorry. We recognize that you're probably very angry with us, but we would have come back for you. We just didn't want to have to beg to get off the planet. Uh, well, I honestly, I cannot speak for the other crew, but I'm not angry. I just have to follow. That's like protocols of self-preservation. And part of that, too, is not allowing uh, essential equipment to be taken. So Mukisa, uh, are you angry? Uh. Yeah, um, <laughs> even though we, my family was saved by aliens, I'm still kind of suspicious about them. Um, this proves my th- my theory that aliens always want something in return for quote-unquote rescue or quote-unquote help. Uh, so I'm going to just pump them for all the information I can before we even get off this planet. I ask them what they know about the big swirly cloud storm. Okay, uh, what they know about that is that it comes up every few years. It's some kind of fungal superstorm that... All right, let me see if I can find the... Find what I wrote about this when I wrote this ages ago. But, yeah, nobody really wants to go and check the storm because the... Uh, you know, the, the, the need to rescue... Melek and Barry is so imperative. No one goes to check this out. Uh, <laughs> what they tell you 
is a giant fungal supersystem of tens of thousands of interrelated and independent species undergo this periodic mass discharge of spores. <clears throat> Due to their chemical composition, they're multicolored, and it is millions of tons of prismatic dust spread over countless square kilometers in an incredible natural display that happens around this time uh, every, uh, well, let's see. They've probably only seen it once before when they came down before. Okay, all right. I was, and I was going to ask you about that, if that was uh, inconsistency or if they were... Uh, yeah, they saw like, it when they've been here. So they were investigating it when they sat down, and because it's steady enough to produce weather effects, it disrupted their landing. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, it it could be. You know, Barry's looking at this. He's like, maybe it's just an effect of the mind altering spores still in my lungs. But that looks like a hell of a tourist draw. So the yep. psychedelic spore hurricane? The psychedelic spore That's a good band name. I, I, mean, uh, I, I give him a look that can only be described as Red Foreman-like. <laughs> He's like, like, get on the ship, dumbass. <laughs> I am the ship. All right, that was their dumbass. All right. Uh, so yeah, um, the big one is trying to perform first aid on itself, but yeah, uh, all in all, you have brought it to a successful conclusion. Uh, you're not sure. You have not answered the question of whether the spores that made y'all so happy and yet irresponsible, the sort of lotus eater effect, mm -hmm. whether that is something that's just freaking there all the time or if it's something that comes and goes and that you'll have to watch out for it like i don't know rattlesnakes on earth or mm -hmm. if it is a side effect of the psychedelic sporocaine and because <laughs> none uh neither of the sleeves are biologists so they don't they don't have any particular insight to offer but yeah the the rest of you will have to uh, come back and check it out later after you dump these jerks off somewhere that they can get back to their families. Th by the way, they are arguing that A, they own the planet since they were there first, and B, that the remnants of the ship are still their property, so you, do have, you have no rights over them. Okay, um, how about this? Uh, if you don't sign over the rights to the planet, uh, we won't take you. That's that's your that's how much it'll cost for us to take you back. You can keep the we'll we'll let you have the wreckage of your ship though. This is a coerced agreement. You also tried to attack us too, uh, and steal our property. So we'll waive those charges. Right. Oh, by the way, since you are the first humans to meet them, you get to name them. Okay. So uh, what, what what names are you gonna give these two aliens? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Forest snakes. Rocky uh, and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle yeah. the, oh. How about Natasha and Boris? That's more their yeah. time. <laughs> All right, which the ones? The little Boris ones, Boris. The big ones, Natasha. Yeah. Okay. Naturally. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. 
So you yeah, know, you're like individual. You'll have, you have merry arguments with them about you know payment for you giving them this ride to the next inhabited system, but you do think that human beings are going to be pretty excited about Dimka's world. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, but if they want it, they'll have to waive their rights. Uh, at least these uh, Natasha and Boris will if they want to get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, they're willing to sign over the planet because they've never, you're the first humans they've seen. And mm-hmm. so, so they're probably going to become racist against you guys, too. Because it's <laughs> like, I, I met a human being today and he shot off one of my tentacles. <laughs> and ran me with a truck. Uh, yeah. Well, that that's that's fair. They've had a tough go of it, but you know what? Maybe actions have consequences. So <laughs> maybe. I wonder how much of those actions are influenced by psychedelic spores. Yeah. Let, the, let this be a life lesson. Hey, I'm talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me, officer. It was them wacky spores. <laughs> Some mitigating circumstances. I can't be <laughs> held responsible for my spore-based rampage. <laughs> spore page. Spore page. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was termination shock. Any questions about it? Well, oh, uh, good. yeah, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, um, um, I'm running the Kickstarter for its first supplement now, which is all about aliens. So you can get, you know, like the history of the Pred's planet and uh, social development of the sleeves and find out what exactly was going on when they started squirming around and then was like, no, 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 not now. It's not safe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And what is that Kickstarter called? uh, It is called Different Trouble. Different Trouble. Uh, And uh, when this goes live, it'll be up uh, on and we'll have a link to that Kickstarter in the show notes. Uh, yep. And yeah. thank you all so much for letting me run this on short notice. I I really appreciate oh. it. You've done me a true solid. Uh, no problem. I've I've, I've, I've happily to. Yeah. Uh, cool. always like uh, I I love I love your work, <laughs> Greg, and uh, excited to have you on the podcast. So uh, hopefully we can have you up on there again. Yeah. Um, if I if I had thought about the if I had thought things out better, mm-hmm. what I would have done is arranged this months earlier and written. A uh, a scenario where you're going to Mars to rescue the humans, and it's mm. all from the aliens' oh. point of view. And there are these terrible com- uh, communication barriers because you know they use Ansibles for translators, but Ansibles don't work in the Soul System. So oh, it would just man. all they would have is a collection of movie quotes to communicate <laughs> with the humans. <laughs> oh is is that where they got the uh come with me if you want to live come with me if you want to live okay i love it i love it um, see that's the point i would love to have done the the close encounters with the third kind it's like oh this is a standard greeting bum bum i didn't they understand <laughs> it <laughs> maybe it's a different language so. uh, all right um, yeah Okay, uh, thanks a lot, and I should probably shut down my recording on my end. All right, I'll do the same.